0: Hello, everyone. Coming up, we're going to talk about five reasons why you should visit Universal Orlando in 2020. So we have that plus so much more fun from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal edition of the Dis Unplugged. This is episode 243 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Disboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your Universal Orlando vacation, head over to Disboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And then back on our controls, we have Corey Fiascanaro. Hi hey, guys. I'm not sure if you'll actually input anything into this conversation. We haven't really ever talked about Universal. Corey, do you like Universal?
1: So I have been to Universal. I enjoy Universal, but it's been probably about Three or four years since my last trip there, so tell me why I should go back this year. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, maybe we will tell you what's why you should go in twenty twenty. But yeah, so uh, we for uh, New Year, for sh- first show of the New Year, so we figured uh, we would uh, try something a little different, and that's returning to the table. So it's been a while since mm-hmm. we've been at the table for. A universal show. universal, yeah. (laughs) So uh, we're we're getting back in the swing of things, back at the table. I think maybe we did like one or two here and there where we randomly were at the table, but I don't even remember. None of that even matters. All that matters is that it is 2020. We hope you all had a a great holiday season, and you you were safe. You spent time with family, friends, and now you're looking forward to a, a brand new year just like we are. And... And yeah, and happy birthday, Rhino! Happy oh, belated! Happy belated! Yes, so, of course. He's the New Year's baby. I am the
1: New Year's baby. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the film about me starring Jim Carrey. <laughs> I I haven't actually. It was a Thirty Rock joke. There's oh. like a fake movie on Thirty Rock that's about the New Year's baby, and I think it's about. I think Jim Carrey stars in it. On that, that was a really deep cut. Sorry, that was a. <laughs> does that affect your present getting? Does it what affect you getting presents? New Year's baby, it does. Oh. Massively, actually <laughs> Yeah, so it's fine I've come to accept it at the uh, ripe old age of 35 yeah. now I yeah. remember when I turned 30 It was back on the first Universal show <laughs> I was on oh, It yeah. wasn't then But, it yeah, was we not then, well, but yeah.
0: I remember it was close to my birthday And I'm oh. like, it's weird that is weird. But happy birthday. Thanks for being here. And uh, I'd say let's kick off 2020 with a great show. So as you might remember from the cold open uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about five reasons you should visit Universal Orlando in 2020 so and this list could change uh so if you're watching this you know halfway through 2020 and like well they there's a new restaurant coming later this year there's a new new attraction that's coming later this year that why why didn't you have that on your list well things evolve so we're just talking about in this moment as of now as we're doing this five things that we think are are worth uh worth looking into planning a universal orlando vacation Yes, you have I made a huge mistake. mistake. It was oh, a movie no. about Leap Year. Oh, <laughs>
1: sorry, I can't live with myself. There'd be people screaming at this and whatever. So, yeah. back to Universal. Although technically that
0: is a Comcast uh, show. Yeah. that does appear. So
1: yeah, Thirty Rock.
0: Yeah, on yeah. NBC. Yes, Thirty Rock on NBC. 10 years ago yes (laughs) oh fantastic so those five reasons i don't see why we should beat around the bush on it let's jump right in and let's kick things off and the first reason i'm saying you need to visit in 2020 it's kind of a caveat in a way it's if you weren't able to visit in 2019 or you haven't been in a while and i guess that it could even stretch to if you've never been to universal orlando i think 2020 actually is a good year based on uh based on a lot of Stuff that happened in 2019, and I'm not going to go into huge detail on that because uh, if I would recommend going to our last episode of 2019, where Rhino and I recapped very quickly everything that happened in 2019 and our, our short thoughts on it, you know, it's, I, I would actually suggest that you go all the way back. Through our archives and listen to everything in in painstaking detail and and get the information that way, but uh, there was there was a lot that happened in 2019. But I I really don't want to dredge on and on about it. But I, I think the one thing that has to be mentioned right off the bat is Hagrid's magical creatures oh, yeah. motorbike adventure. And you know we talked we talked about it so much last year on the show. We talked about it on that last episode of the year and have to bring it up now because it is as of right now it is still the marquee attraction that you are going to Universal Orlando to experience and you know it is it is a wild fun time. So, I know Disney's doing things down the road that are also really amazing right now but uh, in in terms of universal the direction that they were going with with their attractions and then when they just kind of did a nice plant on the ground and did a 360 with Hagrid's mm-hmm. like it is it is worth getting over there to check out so it's it's perfect it's a family-friendly roller coaster it blends animatronics live action scenery like ever it just kind of hits everything that you could want and there's not a single screen in that ride, is there uh well technically in the pre-show Well, I don't, yeah,
1: we don't count that, because every pre-show, I feel like, kind of has one, but yeah. Um, Well, no, I have a family member that's in town uh, right now, and she was like, I was worried, I just had to check my phone, because I'm worried, I misread a text this morning that she wasn't going to go to Universal this week, and I was about to talk her, being like, what are you talking about? That's crazy, you've got to go. And not because this is the Universal show, but because I do love Universal, but the first thing I thought of when I was thinking, like, oh, you've got to go, is... Hagrid's. That's, that was the first thing where I was like, I know that your
0: daughter is going to love it. So yep. I'm like, you've got to go, you know. Exactly, and I'm even going to add, even though we're going to talk about a hotel later on in this show, I'm going to have to add in too uh, the fact that Surfside Inn and the Suites opened up this past summer, opening so many hotel rooms at a true value price at Universal. Granted, it is not on the main campus of Universal; it is across the street, and you know we we talked about it on our on our review of of Endless Summer Surfside Inn and Suites, the bus ride. Uh, we had one oh so so bus ride, and then the other one just—I think it was an eight-minute experience back and forth between the two areas. So, uh, but the important part there is the pricing that you get from that hotel. Having you know, when you when you're seeing rates that can be into for a standard room being into like below a hundred dollars if you book enough nights, or just hovering around that hundred-dollar range, and you know, r- suites that are coming in right in the uh the mid 100s like that's not bad that's not bad at all that's uh you're going to be hard pressed to find a hotel in in a lot of areas in orlando for that price point that are that clean and that well kept up and you know also right beside a destination so uh, it's if you have been one of those people that are like well i want to come to orlando i have to stay off site if I if I want to visit Disney or Universal because that's what my budget will will basically uh, allow, uh, this is that's that option that you can say now. Well, for Disney, yeah, you might have to still stay off site, but for Universal, take a look at this because mm-hmm. it might actually be in your budget that you can have an on site stay still.
1: Yeah, I saw that our uh, resort review you guys did earlier in the year that was kind of like the beachy theme hotel over yeah. at Universal. Mm-hmm. What it- was the value on that? I don't remember. Oh yeah! I want to say the suite we stayed in was around two hundred, like no. less than two hundred dollars. Really Let me see if I can
0: pull up my email from it. I know I have the receipts somewhere. Here is uh dorky as that sounds, but I did recommend it to to
1: somebody though. They were like, "Oh, um, do you know of any deals or anything like that?" And I was like, "I don't know." I, you know, I don't work for the parks anymore. I don't have that sort of thing. Um, but I was like, one, I know a travel agency that will help you out. Um, but I was, I said, and I think if you're staying at Universal, one of the places I, I would personally recommend was, uh, you know, if you're looking to save a little bit of money, because I know they're kind of all-day theme park people. So part of it doesn't – that you always – I always say fold in that, you know, idea. How much are you going to experience the resort? What do you want? Amenities-wise from the resort. But I said – Um, In the summer
0: would be a great one to check out. I, you know, I said in the summer Sapphire Falls. I also enjoy, but so our Surfside Inn and Suites uh, stay. We only stayed one night uh, while we were doing our review there for it, and we it was technically a seasonal. seasonal rate because it was just opening up and it wasn't, you know, into the, the entire hotel wasn't thrust into the busy season yet. Our two bedroom suite that sleeps up to six people was pre-tax $149 wow. for one night. Yeah. That so, is really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it was very good. And after taxes, I want to say it was around $160, $165, 170 And, Uh, you know that's that's with a one night stay as soon as you start really staying at universal uh, at least four nights give or take on average that's when you're going to start seeing a lot of the pricing that they will advertise where you can stay stay at a a lower uh, cost level and definitely if you're staying like seven nights that's when you're going to see the advertised rates they do Uh, during a value season not during peak season you know everything's going to be higher up but uh, for for if if you're looking at value seasoning uh value season then you might get a, a good room rate i might have also had florida resident on there too so i can't find that but uh i so i, I want to be clear about that too because i'm not well, they can looking go, at you my can thing find I that episode find and you i know you talk about yeah. it in the episode yeah so if you want all that information about what discount was applied or whatever it's in that episode you know what rhino that's a good point thank you for helping Mm. keeping me on track with this so uh so yeah those i think were the two highlights of 2019 in terms of new additions that are definitely reasons why you should check out universal now in 2020 for sure and the next uh the next point that we have in this though uh this is kind of a a really big guess on my part and uh, this is without me looking at any uh, any websites like touring plans or such that uh, predict crowds in the future but i have a feeling that at universal in 2020 that there's going to be some times of the year where crowds will actually be very very manageable and if you're looking for a nice theme park vacation without dealing with the zaniness then universal actually might be a great option and you know just on an average day traveling to universal orlando it already is a better option in a lot of in a lot of ways versus disney and i'm saying that as a person that i do not care for planning i like to show up at the last second and just live my life and see what happens and as i find out about stuff that's when i start to make plans so walt disney world is not it In the current state that it's in, it's not a destination that if I didn't live in Florida that I would be happy about traveling to. But something like Universal Orlando where I can show up and if it's a busy day, yeah, maybe throw on express passes. Mm -hmm. Or think about it. If it's my one trip in a while, then maybe I'll stay at that that higher-tier hotel so I get free express thrown in. But uh, the reason I want to – I'm kind of leaning towards – that universal might be a little bit more manageable throughout the year is i have a feeling that the that the tide is really going to shift over to disney in 2020 and the the one part about that is if business is good at disney it's also good at universal yeah and so the crowds who come to disney they will they will still come over to universal as well not all of them obviously but uh A portion of people will still come over to Universal as well too. But the fact is this year over at Walt Disney World, you know, Rise of the Resistance just opened up. You have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure opening later this year, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mm -hmm. By the end of you know, by by summertime in twenty twenty, people might need that extra day or two over at Disney that maybe before they would throw over to Universal that now they might not. So, you know, it's again, this is all just a complete blatant guess, but I think there's going to be a lot more slower times at Universal that you can find more manageable. And then, again, like I said, the fact is you don't have to plan what attractions you're doing when you're doing them. Yeah. Months out from your vacation like I you have to do at about Walt Universal. Disney World. You just show
1: up. Yeah. You can just kind of, like, be like, I'm in the mood to go do this, or I want to wait. For this today, you know, it's just, you can kind of just fly by the seat of your pants there a little bit. Exactly. I feel like it removes a level of stress. It does. It removes a lot of the stress. Something I just thought of, and I don't know if it's still there, because it was so long ago, I'd say probably like 11 years ago that I went there and got a tattoo, but... Can you still get tattoos in City Walk? You sure yeah. can, money. I got one right here. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. I got one too, like eleven years ago ish. Yeah, at Harton Huntington. Harton Huntington, yes. And the guy who gave me my uh, lightning bolt tattoo no longer works there.
0: I was going to say, but it
1: is a very expensive place to get a tattoo. Yeah, very, very expensive.
0: I was going to say no free advertising. No, you can advertise the shop. Don't advertise the tattoo artist. They've got not, to pay us royalties for that.
1: Because he already has a way
0: – it's impossible to book a tattoo with this guy anymore. Uh, well, good. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know for all you people out there. But, yeah, no, Hardin Huntington is still there, and you can still get your tattoos and then walk right across the way, grab a sandwich at Breadbox, and then head down the stairs and get some Menchies because who doesn't love a good mm, fro-yo? Yeah. I do love – i I've always loved Menchies, yeah. Okay. I just need big fan. to make sure. No, big, big, fan. big, big fan. fan, big fan, big fan, big fan. Okay. So the next reason why we think you should visit, uh, please don't laugh when I say this because it's still not open yet. So we can't say, but I think it's, it's still, anytime something new is opening up, it's still worth getting at least slightly excited about, and that is the Born Stuntacular, which will be opening up this spring. Mm. Oh, Rhino's saying, why did you put that on the list? You didn't include Mardi Gras, but you put you, Born yeah, Stuntacular on the that's, list? That's the part. I don't know. Well, as of right now, when we're recording this, it'll probably happen uh, the day after we record it, so that when Mardi Gras lineup comes out. I am out, shocked but, it wasn't, because I just Googled yeah. it. I'm shocked, because I was like... like...
1: Like, I'm surprised we don't know a single concert when it starts on February 1st.
0: Yeah. It'll be literally right after we record this. So we know when next week's episode is going to be, at least, uh, doing our annual rundown over the artists and scoffing and saying – I think I know them, but I'm not sure that I do actually know Scoffing. them. Is that you hoping there'll be a ska band there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible. Terrible joke there. But the Bourne stunt of course, the, uh, the, new, the new stunt show experience that is filling the former space of Terminator 2 3D based on the Jason Bourne series of films. And uh, it's, you know, again— It's probably not going to be that exciting. I have a a feeling that when it was actually greenlit a long time ago in, in a galaxy known as Earth. Wait, what's our galaxy? The Milky Way. We're the Milky Way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why don't I just uh, cancel that entire statement? I feel like when they made the decision to do Born Stuntacular, that uh, it was kind of during that same time period where a lot of the decisions about Race Through New York, starring Jimmy Fallon, and and in Fast and Furious Supercharged Somebody were being was made. Drunk at work every
1: day, like <laughs> being like, I got. They'll never. They'll never take this one.
0: Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're like,
1: "Oh, they took that one."
0: <laughs> one, one day and years ahead, uh, they will talk about that time period at Universal the same way like all the all the Pixar team talked about, "Yeah, we sat down and had the lunch meetings and came up with stories for Monsters Inc, Finding Nemo." And all these classic films, they're going to say the same thing at Universal. We sat down one day, had too many drinks, and came up with Jimmy Fallon, supercharged as a standalone attraction at Universal Orlando, and the Bourne stunt tactic
1: I'd like to think Bourne was the first one on that list. Then they were like, well, oh, Fast and the Furious, or maybe even Fast and the Furious. Then they're like, well, what other, what other jazzed-up franchise do we have? And they're like born and they're like but there's nothing going on they're like well maybe we'll get a show on usa at some point that'll maybe tie in who knows yet and then somebody like three more martinis in somebody's like i'm gonna pitch one and nobody's gonna take it
0: (laughs) (laughs) jimmy fallon jimmy fallon all choking aside with it though i think uh I, i am happy that universal is keeping stunt shows in the park uh you know even though it even though universal especially Universal Studios, Florida now is about immersing yourself into the movies, I still like that it at least keeps a little bit of the original spirit of the park alive and that's that is looking at that's looking at how movies are made and no it's not a stunt show in the same sense of Indiana Jones where they're showing you every step of the way and really taking you into that but i'm, I'm really over
1: that yeah. so, so I, I am interested to see what what universal has yeah. in store for that it's, it's
0: about. letting you look in real time watching it seeing how you know this stunts are done in movies not all the time with just cgi there are still look real all stunt all workers Impossible movies exactly so to see it to be sitting in a room where you can watch these stunt performers actually doing it live. Like, even if it's not the most impressive stuff, they're still putting themselves at risk at any point in time for something to go wrong. So I, I have an appreciation for that. It it helps me actually appreciate it more when you see it in movies and you know it's not just CGI being done. But then the way they're gonna blend other technology into this show, I, I feel like even though it might not be worth like it, it might not be worth saying I'm going to come down solely to get on get inside the born stuntacular like what you might have said with Hagrid's Hagrid's I do believe was not everything a has reasoning. to be that though. yeah not yeah. everything has to be but I think it's one of those things like if you come after it's open definitely check it out I think you're I think it's one of those one of those extra pluses that you know Universal doesn't have to put out a new attraction every single year but they do it and I, I do appreciate
1: it's it. It always feels very fresh there. Yeah, and that is
0: something I think maybe like
1: ten years ago you wouldn't have said. You would have you, you know the park started to feel like dated or so. I don't know maybe yeah. not maybe more than ten years ago I guess. But you know so I think that's kind of the turn yeah. the
0: corner on. Uh, they're always rotating, always using that
1: that area of land that they have. You
0: know. Yeah. No, I I know, and it is wild. The the Wizarding World is over ten years old now. So good lord, it's nuts. No. Or it will be 10 years old this year. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, that was June June 18th, 2010. June 17th, 2010. Right around there. You were here for the grand opening, right? No. Oh, I lived in Florida. Yeah, you yeah, lived yeah, in yeah, Florida. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I went – I I went. I think I went in like the end of July or something like that for the yeah. first time or something. I, I remember I went like about a month or two after yeah. it opened. I definitely I, lived
0: here. I moved to Florida August – august of 2010 and it was just opened up at that point so yeah i know it was in june i just don't remember if it was well that that is is hollywood yeah you were looking up the date for hollywood but wow that's a why do you keep looking up the i wrote the word
1: florida (laughs)
0: <laughs> i wrote florida in here it chooses not to tell me it was june 18th 2010 you said that june 18th 2010 yeah. so hey that's another reason why to visit the 10th anniversary of the wizarding world of harry potter i'm sure they, they might that's wild knows? maybe they'll do something a fun little something nice on that day i i would hope so so it's a i mean that is that is the area that turned around the park and is still one of the most impressive parts of universal orlando to this oh, day yeah, so still
1: it, it holds up very well yeah. Ten years later.
0: I agree. So those people those naysayers that were
1: like, Oh yeah, but will this hold in, you know, twenty or thirty years? And I I think Harry Potter is our generation's wizard of Oz. Yeah. You know, I
0: think You just it, read that off the back of the cover of Sorcerer's Stone. I sure did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually did. Yeah. No, I know. The D V D. Was kid, it yeah. Peter Travers who said it? I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> I but somebody said that and I do agree with that sentiment. That I do think that oh. Indubitably, in in terms of like the books with the movie, all of it rolled together, <laughs> it is something special, like The Wizard
0: of Oz, that is still with us very oh. presently today. You know, oh, I agree, agree, one hundred percent. So, moving on to the next reason why we already talked a lot about Surfside and and sweets. Uh, the Endless Summer Hotel that is at value pricing. Well, its sister resort is going to open up on March seventeenth, twenty twenty, and that is Universal's Endless Summer Resort Dockside and In Suites, which is literally just right across the street. From the hotel, they're basically right up on each other kissing, but ew, ew kissing yeah, sisters. Yeah. What? Is the, the other one the we'll brother? We're calling cousins, the two sisters? They're, they're kissing cousins. cousins. Okay, yeah, that is an Elvis Presley movie. If you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. It is fantastic, ew. it is wild. So, uh, it's yeah, it's a real good throwback. Mm-mm. No, no, not for you. That's fine, but yeah, Dockside and Flowers and in, in the we, Attic, maybe. <laughs> Well, dockside in. inn and <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> <laughs> well, suites is going to have quite the opening. day. Opening up on St. Patrick's Day, there is, I there better be some green beer flowing there.
1: Oh man, green eggs St. Patrick's
0: Day, yeah. I it's uh, we'll we'll see if we're there for it. So maybe maybe uh, go you the will. day after, uh, just because you know to us St. Patrick's over. Day is a is an important religious holiday.
1: I didn't mean to I'm laugh joking. in the face I'm if you say
0: it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, while I celebrate in spirit like so many other people, oh I don't it's have – Tuesday this year too. I don't have a lick of Irish in me. Oh, I so, do. I'm like yeah. mostly Irish. Yeah. So no, I don't. <laughs> I've kissed an Irish person, but that's as far as I've gone. It was but me. <laughs> it's me, <Jessica. laughs> Uh But yeah, no. So Dockside Inn & Suites, it's just an addition of extra rooms at that value level pricing. So I think we already spoke a lot about... The, how much of a benefit that is for people who are on oh, a value yeah. budget that you have this resort open and and at that price point? But now we're just adding extra <sighs> extra rooms. You at know this what price. I love
1: about these two resorts though, and about the whole idea of like these yeah. resorts are kind of the pricing that was going with Sapphire Falls was that sometimes I feel like with Disney and I, I'm not I'm not bashing Disney or anything here, but it's kind of like every time something comes out and there's like a price increase and whatever. And you're just like, this is the new normal. You have to accept it. And this is life. And I think like, Oh, it's so priced out. And it's like what universal did by creating these hotels was like a step back and being like, not everything has to price everybody out that they were like, we want to make sure there is still space for people that do, you know, we understand this is an expensive experience and we want to make sure that there is still an area for folks that, you know, that like, like, you know, maybe you're a larger family, and you have this. So, you know, that costs you exponential. Every one person you add to a trip is like this exponential increase in yeah. the price of that trip. So, it's nice that they're like, well, making a space for those people that are really being budget conscious or stuff, so that they can have this experience as well. Yeah. And I, I enjoy that because it says to me that like they're not afraid yeah. to kind of take that step down from where they go with prices.
0: Yeah, and I. The one caveat I will say, I know I have said caveat like six times, so I guess that was your drinking yeah, word of the caveat, day on this right, show. Man. But uh, just the first portion, I, if I'm correct on this, the first portion of Dockside Inn & Suites will be opening on March 17th. So when Surfside Inn & Suites opened up, it opened up with 750 guest rooms that included 392-bedroom suites. Which I think that's an that's impressive a, yeah, number right lot. there for a hotel. Uh, a lot of rooms right there. Uh, and I, I love the style of Surfside Inn and Suites because it feels more like Cabana Bay in terms of like the layout of the halls and the way they have the nice courtyard in the middle with the pool. And it, it just it has a different. Feel to it, and whereas Dockside Inn is a lot bigger, boxier, not as uh, elegant. Looking at it from the outside, it looks very much kind of like a, a very uh, more on the more on the plain side in terms of architectural style. Of course, it's going to have elements that that fit in with the resort, but it's not as impressive to look at from the outside. But it will have two thousand fifty guest rooms, including 2, one thousand one hundred thirteen two bedroom suites. Jesus. So think huge. about how many how many value rooms you are now putting on property yeah, with that. Yeah. Like that is just bonkers. So many more people are going to be able to to get these stays at these prices. And I love I love the concept of dockside more than surfside. Surfside is that beach aspect. Which one do we go to?
1: Surfside? We no, went to I surfside. Get, I get confused yeah. when
0: we talk about it too much. And I don't yeah. I don't like beachy sides to it. Like I'm, I'll, a beach i'll put it in this perspective using the disney side to it i am a fan of the yacht club i like the darker woods and a lot more wood tones he's, and he's more a, of the elegant like sand he's from tattoo i'm more of the cape Codish type person whereas i am not the let's drive down to Cocoa beach yeah, and yeah. hang out for the day that you i feel like, like the water but you're not taking your top off to sunbathe exactly and gotcha. that's like i feel like that's how you look at the yacht and beach over at walt disney world is that the one is the more elegant "Let's Go Sailing" style, and the other is the "Let's Go Down to Cocoa and Go to the Pier and, yeah. and uh, you know get get bit by a jellyfish, stung by a jellyfish, bit by a crab. However, you want to do it, and the same kind of concept is going in here with Surfside and Dockside. Dockside is definitely in the concept art it shows using a lot more wood tones it's darker it's a little bit more calming bring bring your boat so yeah if if you've got penny loafers you better be bring those so i am i am personally more excited about dockside that is a lot of rooms in in that hotel so hopefully it's not overwhelming it doesn't even look that much bigger that's what's crazy is that's that's a significant number i guess Oh, it's big it's big it's big big. yeah don't worry it's big but uh two poles there splash pad complimentary fitness center game room food court lobby bar Ooh, a a a lobby bar the other one only had the pool bar yes oh yeah okay well i mean you gotta get um you gotta get people drinks why are they gonna get them drinks when you're on the dock i guess you're away from that you're not surfing they're not going to kfc to get their drinks i'll tell you that much (laughs) they might a nice hot cup of gravy that kfc will always be our inside joke (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> we just looked out the window at it, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe one day. And finally, the last reason why we think you should visit Universal in 2020, it is the 30th anniversary of Halloween Horror Nights. I cannot wait. And, of course, I we don't have to say that much on this. Well, first off, there's no real information on any of the houses or anything that's to come uh, with it. But it's... It, halloween horror nights is the heartbeat of universal orlando uh, in my opinion it is while of course the entire park could still operate without needing that event that event is i feel like it's that that juice that really takes the the entire resort to the next level and it's only around for a short time and two months of the year but when it's there, it is. It is just second to none. It is. It's our favorite time of the year. We all know that. We talk about it so much. And and for the thirtieth anniversary, it's going to be insane. Well, so. I just
1: I love it, you know what I've always said. I've always loved about Universal is how uh, you said it earlier in the show about how they bring you into the movies. You know, mm. and that that Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, I know people think of the horror, but I think about the production of it, where it is bringing you into the movies, like. On steroids, like yeah. it is. You are in these environments that are, you know, some original stories, but the ones that are the houses that are the uh, IPs are like it. It's I don't know. It's something else. It's something where you know, like if you can brave it ever, I think it's always worth. Yeah. I always say I think it's worth trying, and I think a thirtieth anniversary, I think, is going to bring us some yeah. special stuff.
0: Yeah, I like. I, I am one of those people. I don't think I did it this past year, but. There was a little bit of a time there where it's like, oh, yeah, this year was better than last year, and this year was better than last year. But for me, the the it, as time has settled, I think the last time I was like – I just uh, – the my of all the years that we've been covering it now and I've been going, I think the standout year still for me is the 25th anniversary because they went so far out for the 25th anniversary that – I can only imagine what's going to happen with thirty, how they're going to take it to the next level because if they left that much of an impression on twenty five thirtys plus five even more important thirty is that plus how much five, yeah. yeah that's how math works so and you know we already have the dates right now, so it kicks off September tenth and will uh, run on select nights through November 1st, 2020. So it's, it's probably going to be a hopping year. So when I said that I don't think crowds will be that terrible all the time at the parks, uh, this is definitely an exception to the rule. I would assume that Halloween Horror Nights will be just out of control this year. Just very, very busy. And add on to that, you know, if Mardi Gras gets a, a good act this year, I would probably avoid those nights too. So... Not to bring back Mardi Gras into it, but I kind of had to. We'll see. We will see. But that are those that that is those that is are our, these
1: are that is are, and these
0: is are and those are our five reasons why you should visit Universal Orlando in 2020. If you don't remember it, it's uh, everything that happened in 2019 and even beyond that. If you haven't been in a while, uh, come and experience that because it's some good stuff there. Uh, two was... Hoping that the crowds won't be as terrible this year, but then again, that could all change, so don't take my word for it. But we're supposed to be somewhat of experts, so maybe do take my word for it. Uh, Number three, Born Stuntacular, of course. Whether or not you're excited for it, new stuff ain't bad. Number four, Dockside Inn & Suites, add in all those value rooms to the resort, get in a good price and number five Halloween Horror Nights 30th anniversary so very good and of course if you do need help planning your universal vacation obviously something like this show will help you plan universal Orlando vacations but if you need more help in the process of booking and making decisions of course we recommend using Dreams Unlimited Travel of course the Diz has a a relationship with it so we are we are sister like dockside and in sincerity and sweets we cousins. are we are kissing cousins with dreams on the mid travel kissing. and uh, i i know many of the agents that do book universal orlando vacations and because i've gone to fams with them at universal orlando and the ones who book universal are very very passionate they travel there not just during our our agent fams to to learn more about it, but they take their own personal vacations there too because they love it. So they can help you out with the entire procedure, help you book. And remember, Dreams Unlimited Travel, it actually doesn't cost you any extra money to book a vacation. If you booked it on your own, you would most likely get the same exact price that you would get by booking through (coughs) Dreams Unlimited Travel. The big difference is Dreams Unlimited Travel agents will constantly watch out for any any sales, any updates that they can help save you money on your vacation for. And you don't have to do any of the work. And if you need any extra help planning, they can help you for that. So, and then of course, watch us to get that extra fun entertainment along the way too. So, That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, As I always say on The Universal Show, too, if you need any extra information, go ahead and head to our show notes page at disunplugged.com for all that extra information. And you'll find links to our social media channels on there as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, and hit that bell button so you get notified when we have new videos, and then leave us fun comments, and uh, hit that thumbs up button. And remember, uh, we're going to get started back onto our answering questions at the end of every episode, which we uh, fell off with at the end of the year, but get those questions in now. And of course, the way to do that is go down to the comments and leave your questions, and we will answer them on next week's show. We usually pick one or two, and uh, yeah, we wanna we wanna get back into the swing of that. So start asking your questions. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher google play or or spotify any any place out there if you can subscribe to us and then rate and review us we would appreciate it and if you are listening and have uh have any questions you want to ask us of course you can always feel free to reach out to us on social media or you can also go to youtube and just leave a comment there and then go back to not watching us and just listening so Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you next week for another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still have not changed the name.